0: For a number of reasons which I'll explain, I have weddings on my mind. So today I wanna talk not only about weddings, but also about marriage. Stay tuned. (music) Hello friends, Pastor Tim Westermeyer here, senior pastor of St. Philip the Deacon in the western suburbs of Minneapolis. Great to be with you as always. So this summer I've done a number of weddings Uh, My wife, Amy, and I also celebrated our 30th wedding anniversary. This coming uh, Saturday, I'm going to be conducting a wedding for my nephew. And this past weekend, I mentioned in last week's episode that my wife and I were going to do a little bit of traveling, and I said I might say something about that in a future episode. The reason we were traveling is that our own son, our oldest son, Luke, just got engaged to his now fiancée, Lisa. So Luke and Lisa, congratulations. We're very excited for you both. Um, And so I've got on my mind weddings and marriage and so forth. And as I just mentioned, uh, given our excitement about Luke and Lisa, uh, weddings and marriages are filled with joy uh, and happiness and excitement. However, I will also tell you, as a pastor, one of the things that I deal with, and I'm privileged to deal with this, by the way, is uh, walking with people when there are challenges in their marriages. And as, as we sit here and tape this today, I can think of um, a number of couples that I have been in touch with or I am in touch with who are struggling with one thing or another. So I thought I would reflect today on... Um, Marriage and I want to lift up a couple of things and then I want to conclude with a few prayers that are actually prayed uh, During a wedding service for before we get to those though the couple of sort of what would I call these? um I suppose these are ways of giving us a little bit of perspective about marriage, which, by the way, one of the things I want to say, I guess, is that marriage is hard. Um, You know, it's difficult. All of us human beings, we've talked about this many times, we are fallen, broken, imperfect creatures. And when we ourselves are that way and then we're put together with a spouse who's also fallen, broken, and imperfect, Um, it can be challenging. So the couple of points I want to make to give us a little bit of perspective uh, are, first of all, your spouse is not God. Now, that may seem like a really strange thing to say, and you might think, well, of course I know my spouse isn't God. But I'll tell you, culturally, uh, I would say that romantic love, and this is sometimes reflected in our wedding services, would, would make us believe this person completes me, right? Have you ever heard language like that? Or this person, um, what's the line, uh, fills all of my desires. Well, guess what? No, they don't. The only thing that can fill all of your desires is God. So when we use language like that, we are implicitly uh, putting someone in the place of God and we are bound when we do that to be disappointed. Our spouses are incredibly important partners and friends to us in this life, but they cannot fulfill every single desire for us. And so when we sort of, um, again, I don't want to minimize marriage. It's really important, and I want to celebrate it. It's a gift of God. But when we do that, uh, it gets us into all kinds of trouble. So I guess I want to say maybe lower your expectations a bit, and celebrate the joy you can find in your spouse who is not God rather than presume they are God and so when they don't fulfill all of your desires, you end up being disappointed or frustrated or angry or mad or any of those feelings. I hope that makes sense. So that's the first point. Your spouse is not God. Second point I wanna make has to do with the definition of love. And again, culturally, I think uh, there is no question in our culture that we think of love as a feeling, as an emotion. This other person, my spouse, my girlfriend, my boyfriend, whatever, makes me feel a certain way. Folks, that is not the Christian understanding of love. And I think the best definition of the Christian understanding of love comes from St. Thomas Aquinas, who says, love is willing the good of the other so it's not something that makes me feel a certain way instead it is an action on my part for someone who i do love and who i know well enough that i can actually um, do things in my life to help that other individual become more fully the person, the individual that God made him or her to be. This is um, said in a number of different sort of pithy quotes. One of them comes from a favorite author of mine named Madeline Lengel, who says, love isn't what you feel, it's what you do so again changing your perspective in marriage if you go into marriage thinking okay my spouse my partner is going to make me feel certain ways you're probably headed towards some challenging rough waters far better to enter into it thinking i do love this person and because of that i'm going to orient myself toward willing their good i hope that makes sense Um, so couple of, again, perspective, <clears throat> bringing, hopefully, ways of thinking about marriage. Let me conclude. These are th- uh, the, the prayers, actually, when I do wedding services, the prayers are a beautiful part of the service. I'm not going to read all of the prayers, but the first few are really, I think, helpful here at sort of reinforcing some of what I've just said. <clears throat> so consider these prayers for yourself, for those you know, for those you're thinking about who are married. Um, or maybe preparing for marriage. So the first one is about again what, what I started with. Marriage is a is it's to be celebrated. It's a gift of God and it should bring joy. For so the first petition is: We praise you, O God, for the joy that these two have found in each other, and we pray that their love and faithfulness may reflect your gracious love and enrich our common life so we celebrate their love we pray that it will pour out into the world around them okay that's the first thing second thing again remember this is in an actual wedding service is an acknowledgement that marriage is hard and so there's this prayer which again maybe you can hear this for yourself or for a couple you know Give them gentleness and patience, affection and understanding, readiness to trust one another, and when they hurt each other, notice it doesn't say, and if by some chance they hurt each other, it says when they hurt each other, give them grace to acknowledge their fault and to give and receive forgiveness. That's the second one I want to lift up. And then the final one is a reminder that all of us, are called to support one another in our um, life of marriage, right? Which again, it's hard and difficult and painful because it matters and things that matter in this life require time and energy and investment. And as a church, maybe we could be doing a better job of supporting and encouraging one another in our marriages. So this final one is a reminder to all of us to do precisely that. Use us to support these two in their lives together, give us such a sense of your constant love that we may employ all our strength in a life of praise of you. And to all of that, I say, amen. I hope this finds you well. Luke and Lisa, again, congratulations. We're looking forward to celebrating with you whenever the marriage date is. And to the rest of you, be well, stay in touch, and God bless. (music)